Hello and welcome to the Michaela podcast, your chance to hear about the inner workings of Britain's most exciting school. My name's Tom Kendall and today I'll be interviewing Lizzie Speller. Lizzie's our head of art and today she's talking about how we teach art at Michaela. You'll hear about how we combine our belief that everyone can achieve in art with a direct instruction approach to produce some incredible pieces of work. Lizzie also tells us about our art assistants and how we ensure a calm and productive environment in art lessons. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. I'm not an art teacher. This isn't for me. Well, you'd be wrong. There are loads and loads and loads of fascinating ideas here that everyone in education can benefit from. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi Lizzie, thanks for joining us on the Michaela podcast. Why did you decide to become an art teacher? Hi Tom, I really did love art, I've always loved art. So I went on to study fine art at university and it wasn't until the kind of second or final year when my mum started to panic, like what is going to come next? (laughs) So um, I had done a module during my degree um, where we went into a primary school, we did a mural project and I just realised that how little that the kids actually knew about any sort of art. They didn't know how to draw shapes, they didn't know any colour theory, and that kind of surprised me. So I did start to think about teaching, and I thought, I'll give it a go and see what happens. I might like it, I might hate it, but we'll have a go anyway. I then went for an interview at the Institute of Education, and I got in. I loved it. I really did enjoy teaching at secondary. I I decided to go with secondary because I just thought, kids in primary school are really quite hard work, they're really needy. (laughs) So I like the idea of them being a bit older, a bit more independent. I did my kind of placement in two different schools, two very different schools, one very challenging, one very nice. But I loved both, and then I thought, yeah, this is for me. Excellent. So how many different schools had you worked at before joining Michaela? So I've worked at three different schools before Michaela, not including my training. Very challenging schools. Behaviour is a massive issue. I was lucky enough to teach in a school where behaviour was really quite terrible, and the results were really quite dire across the board. But the art department would get just fantastic results. And it was basically, we just taught them the core skills. We literally, they were really calm in the lessons, so a piece of work might have extended over three, four weeks. Yeah, so quite different experiences. So the art department became this sort of safe haven in the, yeah, the rest of amongst the chaos. Awesome. I suppose that, that leads us quite nicely on to how art is taught at Michaela then. So what do you think makes art teaching at Michaela different to other schools? So all of my different experiences, I've always took things, even if it was really quite a a tough and a hard experience in different schools, I've always tried to take something from those experiences. So I had a good idea of how we, or how I wanted to do um, Art and Michaela. So we are quite different. We're lucky enough to have two lessons a week. So the children get two hours um, a week in art. We don't just focus on practical skills. We don't just skim and touch upon art history. We learn in depth. So we spend about... 60% of our time on practical skills and about 40% on our art history. So even from year seven, pupils are learning about 30 main or most important art movements, art periods throughout art history. It's a really calm environment, so that's always quite different. I remember going into kind of my training schools and other schools that I've taught in, I'd always ask, okay, how, how do you want the children to be working? And I would be told, 
they can talk in groups if they like whilst they're getting on with it or you know we tend to have 10 minute silence at the beginning but then they can kind of get into it and they can chat amongst themselves and I always found that really strange how if you need to really focus on something you need to give it your full attention you shouldn't be sitting there talking about extenders the, the evening before Definitely. Um, so that's something that's quite different so when you walk into an art lesson at Michaela pupils are working in silence they're not working in groups they won't get out of their chairs we have um, art assistants, so they have applied to be an art assistant and they're the ones that are responsible enough to be out of their chairs and they'll kind of hand materials out, collect work in, organise materials. So that's also quite different. So how exactly does that work with the art assistants? They do the sort of admin and prep stuff for the art lessons, is it? And... Um, kind of. I mean, they only partake during the lesson, so they don't come during their own time. And the, the setup of the room is quite different. We don't have kind of a horseshoe shape of tables have just three long rows and there's kind of spaces in between where I can go in and amongst them quite easily and at the end of each row we have an art assistant so the art assistant will be the one that will kind of pass the books along or pass the um, water pots out for painting they're the only three people in the class that will be out of their chairs around the sink which is normally an area for chaos to um, <laughs> occur so you know in a typical school you finish a painting and then you've probably got about half the class up out of their chairs, moving about, accidents are happening, behaviours going on, you don't have a clue really. So it's always quite nice to just be stood at the front and I know I've got my three kind of assistants doing all the things that need to be done. I know all the art assistants, they wear their badges with a lot of pride as they well. Do. It's seen as a big privilege to be an art assistant. Yeah, we get quite a lot of applications, so it's always quite tough to rindle it down to the three. That's really good. So you mentioned about how you teach practical skills quite explicitly could you describe how that looks particularly in year seven for example yeah so the, the pupils come in in year seven we're very limited experience or skill in anything to do with art to be quite honest so we do focus on the first six weeks them using just a pencil they'll literally learn how to draw shapes um, 2d and 3d they'll learn how to hold that pencil in different places to create different tones We'll focus on texture, we'll focus on contrast, and then they learn how to draw using the gridding technique. So after those six weeks, which the, the kids love, to be honest, they love learning how to hold a pencil. It's amazing. Like They're really surprised in themselves when they can create five different tones, and they've made that circle on the page look like a sphere, and they have that real sense of achievement and pride. And from that point onwards, then, they can literally draw any picture they want with the gridding technique, and also, if you are drawing from observation, they're, they're able to kind of transfer and, and understand the shapes they need to be drawing. Uh, when, they, when we start in year seven, we literally just focus on those six weeks with a, with a 2B pencil. Wow. So no paint, no colour, just that 2B pencil exactly. all the way through. So when they do come in, you know, they're sat down in their chair, they're listening silently, and I'll be at the front, sat at my desk using a visualizer so I can show them exactly step by step so I wouldn't ever show them a picture and just say oh this is kind of how I got there off you go kind of thing they don't guess anything so I would literally be drawing say if I was drawing a cube I would literally be drawing okay here's my two parallel horizontal lines I'm loving the maths language <laughs> in there as well <laughs> and then you know I would demonstrate I'd say go they do and then again they'd stop and I'd then do the, okay, here's two vertical lines and they'd do the same. So literally learning it step by step. So it takes quite a long time, but they really do understand the whole core skills and they need those foundations to then work on, into more complex media. So after they've used their pencil and got quite good with 
using their pencil, where do they go next? Yeah, so after that first half term, when they come back, we then start to learn about the story of art. So as I was saying about those 30 core periods or, or movements. So they learn um, one fact about each of those, and that kind of goes hand in hand with their next practical skills. So after that, they do learn about colour theory. So we're learning about all the different colours in the colour wheel and how contrasting colours react differently to other colours. So we do then start to introduce some colouring pencil. So same again, they learn how to hold that pencil, and if you are blending two different colours, you need to press softly. After that, we move on to oil pastels. So again, they're learning how to hold that oil pastel, how to treat that media differently to perhaps the one before. And by the time they're in, I'd say, term two onwards, at that point, we're working in paint, um, we're working in mixed media, and then we're looking at periods of our in, in quite a lot of depth. So when we're, looking, when we're working in paint, for instance, we're, and we're also using our colour theory we've learned, we are um, learning about Impressionism. So they won't just learn about, okay, these were the four main artists, or that was the date it happened. They will know exactly where it began, they will know the key characteristics, they'll learn about the different colours they used, what sort of people they would paint, and they're able to relay that information just because they've been self-quizzing like they would in all their other academic subjects. Fantastic. So... You said that at the start, you're, everything's done on the visualiser, and they're essentially sort of copying what you're doing. What would you say to someone who was saying to you, well, you're just teaching them to copy, it's art. Surely they need to be creative in art. I would agree, they are just copying, but they do that in year seven, year eight, and some of year nine. We firmly believe here that without any fundamental core skills or pencil work and, and, and being able to draw... Pupils really do struggle to um, express their creativity in a meaningful and purposeful way. So we work on, on building up those, those foundation skills that they need so that when they do arrive at Year 9, which we our current cohort, they are working completely independently on their own. They're really confident at that point because we've spent so many kind of units revisiting the same media. So they literally get an opportunity to practice and perfect the skills they need. So when they do in year nine and beyond have to be a bit more creative you know they're creating their own compositional ideas they're much more confident with that and also it always concerns me in in schools where there is this pressure to rush through um, all the units and you know pupils are ending ending a a term or a half term with an unfinished yet again an unfinished piece of work whereas here you know if, if I've got a class that are really struggling to get to grips with all pastel we won't move on until we've all got it because by that time, they've, they've created a lovely piece of work. They're really proud of it. And they know exactly then how to treat that media the next time they visit it. So I would say, from experience, the most creative pupils I've ever taught are here at Michaela because they've got the skills they need to then be creative in a, in a really confident, skillful way afterwards. Awesome. And I can attest that some of the artwork, and I'll put some pictures up in the link with this, blo- uh, with this podcast, is incredible. I was blown away by the work that pupils produce here. It really is. I mean, some of the year nine work that I'm marking now, that, that, like I say, they've done at home on their own, I could quite, you know, easily compare that to what would have been an A-star, A-grade piece of work at GCSE. So we're really quite excited to see what they, they're going to come up with next year and the year beyond. It's very, very exciting times. So what advice would you give to other schools if they were trying to implement aspects of this approach? I would say don't feel too pressurised to just, you know, 
entertain the kids. They don't need to come into your classroom and literally feel like they're they're having a, an art attack experience. You know, <laughs> yeah. they 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 do need to learn those foundational skills. So I wouldn't, you know, fall under the pressure of okay, yeah, we need to engage them. We need to get them doing this, doing that. I would literally just teach them those core skills. I would also don't be afraid if a piece of work takes you six weeks. It just takes me back to a conversation I've had with a teacher I've taught with in the past in, in this really quite tough school. And she found that she would always have the pupils working in a completely different piece of work each lesson because she felt if they came in to that second lesson and continued with the same piece, she would have lost them. They wouldn't have been engaged. I know. Uh, Crazy. It was, uh... So every lesson they were starting something new. And these lessons were only 45 minutes long. So by the time they're actually doing anything practical... You're, you're, you're left with 25 minutes. And she, that, was, that was her behaviour management. She would get them doing something different every single week. So I would also um, encourage you know, teachers out there to, to don't be afraid. If it takes six weeks, then it takes them six weeks. If they need that time to practice and perfect and really master that, that media so that they can produce outcomes at, at Key Stage 4 that do need to be of a really like high, um, high quality and skillful um, ability, then that, that's what needs to be done. I would also encourage teachers out there to really teach art history and don't just skim on it, skim across it. I would definitely um, recommend that they teach them art history properly because they, they also need that to then be more creative when they come to Key Stage 4 and 5. In many ways, I suppose, art history is the history of our civilization, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, just one final question. What would you say the best thing about teaching art at Michaela is? The best thing is being able to actually teach so I don't feel like I'm having to crowd control or, or, or babysit, I literally can as soon as those pupils are in, in my classroom and they're sat down within the first few lessons, we know that they're going to be learning something straight away so that's always something that's, that, that I love every single day, I come in with a, a smile on my face and I just think wow I can really get some work done here and also because of that we get so much work done and the kids just love it. They feel so proud. You know, their, their work isn't on a, a display board with all these fancy borders. Their work is in frames, like it would be in a gallery. And, you know, as they're walking from lesson to lesson, they're able to see their work and, and how respected it is and how well-loved it is and how well-received it is. Uh, and also, it's, it's great to work in a school where, you know, art is really respected as a subject. It's not just an add-on. So, you know, the fact that Catherine has dedicated two lessons a week solely to art... And there isn't this, okay, pupils aren't performing in languages, so let's get them in. Oh, art's an easy subject, let's pop them in there or get them doing a bit of photography. So it is a subject that, you know, is well respected and is looked upon as even an academic subject, which it should be. So there you have it, how art is taught at Michaela. As a maths teacher, I hate it when I hear people say, oh, I'm, I'm just not really a maths person. And yet, I've got to confess to having said on numerous occasions, I'm just not a very artistic person, or I can't, me, I can't draw. Being at Michaela has shown me that this is just absolute nonsense. In the same way that everyone can learn maths, everyone can learn to draw and paint and until you can do this until you can do these things you can't do anything creative in art 
It just has to be taught directly. It's not that I'm not an art person. I was just never taught art properly. We're, recruit we're currently recruiting another art teacher. So if you know anyone who might be interested in our approach to teaching art, please, please, please encourage them to get in touch. And on that note, we shall leave it there. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a friendly review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.